We talked to a Cardano Foundation executive named one of the best marketers in blockchain for 2020, next on your Cardano Update. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. I'm your host, James Kiever, with Stakepool United Stakes of Cardano. Today is Tuesday, November 17th, 2020. And with so much going on in the ecosystem, the successful launch of Shelley Mainnet, the imminent release of Gogan, the full steam ahead towards total decentralization, it's easy to miss some of the less visible work going on in the background to make it all possible. Our next guest should shed some light on at least one of those jobs. She works at the Cardano Foundation on the marketing team and was just recently named as one of the best marketers in blockchain for 2020. Ladies and gentlemen, Marion Majub. Hi, James. Thank you for having me. Although I should say I shouldn't be recognized as the best marketer. It's the best marketing team I have. <laughs> Noted. Great. So th I really appreciate you coming on to answer some of our questions because there's a lot to uh, get to the bottom of. There's so many stakeholders in Cardano, right? You've got developers, companies, investors. How do you market blockchain uh, when you have so many varied subsections of the community, each with wildly different technical understandings, vocabularies, needs, concerns? I mean, how do you do it? Um, I think the first step is really just uh, addressing the fact that, you know, our community isn't a monolith. It isn't just, uh, you know, one type of audience. It's not just one type of understanding or one type of technical uh understanding. So recognizing, okay, well, what are the segments within our community? Finding out what are their needs? What uh, can we do to address those needs? And making sure we provide them with the user experience that they really want. Um, if you look at like, let's say even Apple, when you uh, go to their website or whether you go into their store, they've really set themselves up to make sure everybody has the user journey based off of the products that they're looking at, you know, how much they know about the product, what are the challenges they're facing. And so we're really trying to do the same to make sure every audience member that we have, uh, that we address their needs uh, directly uh, and we take them through a real experience, not just, uh, you know, uh, Cardano is one brand with one vision and uh, we try to be a one size fit all. Yeah, and it's it's hard to, to remember that sometimes when you're kind of in your own little bubble. Like I see it on Twitter and Reddit, so uh, applaud you uh, for your work in that area. Now, one advantage Cardano has over other smart contract platforms is the ability to learn from the previous mistakes of others, right? I mean. You joined the Cardano Foundation team in May, coming from Consensus, an Ethereum software development company. What lessons can be learned from your work on Ethereum-related marketing that's advantageous to what you're doing now? Well, joining Consensus was my first uh, entry into blockchain, really. So, I mean, just the learning curve on the technology alone, having that was definitely a lot easier coming into uh, Cardano Foundation. But aside from that, you know, I was part of uh, Pegasus, which is the protocol uh, engineering arm of Consensus. So we really had very similar audiences to uh, Cardano, uh, especially with Gogan coming out. You know, recognizing okay, even within the developer community, 
they're not a monolith either. You can go from, you know, one person who's really excited about blockchain, sees, uh, you know, has so many uh, visionary ideas for dApps and is building uh, for themselves, right up to uh, enterprise organizations, to governments, to consortia projects, where, uh, you know, people are looking to build huge use cases. So recognizing the variance across just the developer community, or even when you talk about enterprise, okay, well, blockchain needs are very different for someone in pharmaceuticals or healthcare versus somebody in fintech or in uh, real estate. So uh, identifying uh, what are the use cases, what are the opportunities, what is the cycle, you know, uh, coming from a SaaS background, our longest sales cycle would be six months, possibly a year if it was a very technical or a valuable sale over a million dollars, let's say. But with blockchain, because of uh, the uh, dependencies, you know, and fitting into a larger enterprise uh, uh, architecture and because of just the technology itself and the newness of it, uh, the cycle is, you know, two years. And recognizing that and figuring out, okay, how do we address that? And how do we work to shorten a two-year process versus a six-month one is very different. Wow. Now, you've also got quite a bit of experience managing healthcare databases. We know healthcare and insurance is one of those industries ripe for blockchain disruption. Can you think of one advantage that experience gives you with your current position? Yeah, um, I think the most relevant piece was I came from uh, healthcare or data interoperability specifically. And so, you know, seeing what a mess that's become, especially in the States where you have about uh, over 95% of hospitals now have an electronic healthcare record system. But okay, how do you uh, integrate those with uh, health information exchanges? How do you integrate that with the CDC and so on? So seeing, you know, what the limitations of the industry has been, uh, has been really eye-opening. But then, uh, you know, try to take that approach and become more visionary with it. Okay, well, if we have immutable data that we have complete control over, you know, who sees what, you know, we no longer are talking about health data or a patient journey that's, you know, me going into a hospital or a clinic or my doctor and ending with me leaving. My health journey can be, you know, from the genetics that I'm born with to the data that comes from my Fitbit to, uh, you know, all my doctor's visits, and you're creating a, a timeline and a perspective of uh, my uh, journey as a human and as a patient, uh, you know, throughout that course. And then understanding, okay, well, you know, you have these visionary approaches within healthcare. How do you apply those to all these different industries? Figuring out what are the right questions to ask to say, okay, well, these are the challenges of banking today. These are the challenges of supply chain management uh, today. But, you know, what would be the ideal world 10, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now? You know, how can we make the end user's life way better if we can help resolve a lot of the technology issues that enterprise organizations are having today. Wow, that is so fascinating to me. Uh, you know, marketing is kind of one of my, one of my uh, I guess, specialties. Uh, it's kind of a, a 
cousin of uh, public relations. So it's, it's fascinating to hear you talking about this and just marketing in general. You know, marketing Cardano has been the topic of a lot of conversation lately. Charles has mentioned it several times. Can you give us an update on the brand reappraisal or refresh we're all waiting for? I mean, what can we expect? Sure. So um, in May, we had McCann Dublin uh, work on our uh, branding uh, as part of Project Renovare. And that came out sort of at the tail end of my joining. But, you know, uh, alongside Cardano brand, uh, Cardano as a whole, if we look at it, you know, we're a community, we're a foundation, uh, it's a brand, it's all these things. But all the one thing we all have in common is that we're very dynamic. So we're continuously evolving. You know, the brand guidelines that we received in May were really helpful in making sure we're aligning our messaging, we're aligning our or visual pieces, so there's continuity, there's, you know, design flow, people can uh, continuously remember, you know, uh, the recall part of uh, our work is uh, improved. But the exciting part of branding and, uh, you know, Cardano as a brand overall is that it's continuously evolving. And so we're now reaching that next phase. So how do we really make sure, you know, uh, our visuals, our tone of voice, all of our collateral is continuously growing with the community and growing with the brand uh, as a whole. Yeah, uh, I think that's something that people maybe aren't aware of, that brands, that all brands really evolve. I mean, look at Tide. How, how do they keep making it clean better? You know, exactly. it's been around since before I've been alive. Um, and, uh, and yet it does, it continues to evolve and it's doing very, very well. Now, exactly. Look at BMW, for instance, the logo, so, you know, from when they started up till now, there have been at least 50 to 100 iterations of mm -hmm. it. Same mm -hmm. with Coca-Cola. Yeah, we still yeah. see it and we recognize it, but that brand is still continuing to evolve, you know, from the logo itself to something so simple, right up to who they represent themselves as within the community. Now, switching gears real quick, I know you've been working hard on the developer portal. We covered it when the initial blog post was put up. Can you give our audience an update? Sure. So we are working really hard on the portal. I think it is going to be, you know, really key in supporting our developer community, become onboarded with, you know, all of the uh, rollout that we're going to be having with Gobin, you know, uh, starting off with tokenization and Plutus and Marlowe. We really want to make sure our developers are properly supported so that, you know, they're not going for one place for documentation, going to another, you know, for, for additional information if they need it. We want one centralized hub where they can go based off of their technical ability, based off of what they're looking to achieve. They can get started right away uh, learning the important uh, pieces that they need. So that's really much the first part of the portal. Uh, our second phase is going to be more of a collaborative phase. Hmm. So uh, as we've, uh, you know, uh, we're taking a phased approach, one, so we can take the time to understand our developers. So as they're onboarding, as they're experiencing uh, uh, Marlowe, as they're experiencing Plutus, uh, 
in real life, giving us the feedback of like, hey, these are the types of projects I care about. You know, these are the types of relationships I want to build. This is what I really want to achieve. Understanding that and making it possible for them. So making sure, you know, the functionality that we offer or the uh, collaborative tools that we use uh, are the ones that are really relevant to them. You know, we don't want to have all these bells and whistles and toys that are going to be one distracting, two costly for us, mm -hmm. <laughs> and three not used because they're not what the community is looking for. So, uh, you know, once we get the first phase up and running and rolled out, that uh, during that same time, we're going to be really working closely with our developers to make sure we're delivering to them exactly what they envision as, uh, you know, a portal or a hub for them to go to. Now, right now, it's kind of a pre-registration, right? Do you, do you have an idea of when it's going to go live, like, go live? 2021. <laughs> uh, I hesitate to, to uh, give any timelines. Sure. We're um, coordinating across various teams and alongside IOHK, so, you know, we don't want uh, all this information about how to onboard on, you know, uh, Plutus, let's say, and then Plutus is released three months later. Right. And you know, you know how the community is about deadlines, right? So I totally, I totally understand. So we're, we're excited and we're looking forward to it. And uh, Miriam, we want to congratulate you and, as you say, your team for making the best marketers in blockchain list. Really look forward to seeing the marketing for the Cardano, uh, for the Cardano platform going forward. With everything going on, you have your work cut out for you. Uh, please reach out the next time you have something you want to share with our audience. Uh, you're welcome anytime. Thank you so much, James. I really appreciated your time and uh, having the chance to speak to the community. You know, my email is here. If anyone has any ideas or recommendations, we are always open to suggestion. Um, you know, we're looking to grow alongside of our community, uh, really. Great. Again, thanks for calling in. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Folks, that's what we've got for you today. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode. Just a quick reminder to hit that thumbs up icon to like the video, subscribe to our channel if you're not already, and consider United States of Cardano, ticker USA01, when the pool you're currently with becomes oversaturated and you need a place to delegate with a high pledge, competitive fees, and a newscast all about Cardano and the wonderful folks behind this amazing protocol. I'm James Kiever, and that's your Cardano Update.